This episode of the Halloween Podcast is brought to you by Acorns, the app that invests your change automatically. If you're like me, you have zero inside of your savings for future you. What Acorns does is rounds up all of your debit card purchases and invests that change for you automatically. I got started months ago and my account is slowly growing for future me. I didn't even notice it coming out of my bank account. It's that subtle. Support the Halloween podcast by signing up using our link. You get a $5 sign-on bonus, and so do we. Just go to thehalloweenpodcast.com slash acorns, click on the banner, and get signed up. That's thehalloweenpodcast.com slash acorns. Now let's get the show started. Welcome to another episode of the Halloween Podcast. I am your host, Lyle Perez, and I'm still continuing the 31 show countdown here on the Halloween Podcast. And this time around, I have Jerry from the Totally Rad Christmas Podcast here with me. Jerry, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Lyle. Thanks for having me. Good. Thanks for being here. So, Totally Rad Christmas, what is that podcast about? Well, I like to say it's the it's about the... Um... The raddest time of year in the baddest decade ever. Really, it's just a celebration of all things Christmas in the 80s, from uh, toys, movies, specials, music, books, you know, comics, fads, just anything really that was Christmassy in the 80s. We kind of talk about it, and I have different guests on. In fact, you've been on my show, and that was a really fun episode <laughs> where we talked Saved by the Bell. We did. And, uh, <laughs> it was very, very fun. So uh, thanks again for having me, and thanks for coming on my show. <laughs> it, it was a lot of fun. Me and my co-host Lassa, we came on, we talked. <laughs> Lassa, I've always, I wanted to do that episode, the Say by the Bell one, for the longest time, but Lassa, like, he strictly said, no, we're not doing that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you got it in on my show. Uh, okay. It was definitely a lot of fun. Um, you guys are a blast to talk to, and... You know, we yes, it was a little, you know, it was actually kind of early 90s, but, you know, I kind of stretch my decade, so it's a long decade, because, you know, the 80s didn't happen overnight. There was a, you know, a few <laughs> transitional years, so I go from 77 to 93, and um, even though Saved by the, Cell, it's, uh, Saved by the Bell itself actually uh, premiered in the 80s, that particular episode was 91, so, you know, we kind of caught, caught that in there, um, but it still fits within my little window. And yeah, you guys, it, it was really fun. <laughs> of course. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the same rules we have because ours is, it's a 90s Christmas podcast. You cover the 80s, we cover the 90s, but there's kind of that, that gray area. We had the mm -hmm. rule of if it was, uh, if it came out in like the 90s, it was probably written in the 80s. <laughs> so it, it would kind of go same with like the 2000s if it was 2002 it was probably written in like 99 so mm -hmm. we let it slide so kind of the same <laughs> rules yeah I'm, I'm pretty 
I'm pretty liberal there on, on where my decade actually ends and begins, and even on some of my material, because uh, I had Tom Crow from Tiz a Podcast on one episode, and um, we covered something from his childhood in the 80s, which was a, a group called the Carolers and their Christmas albums. They're like from the 50s and the 60s, and that's when that album was from. But just because he grew up with it in the 80s, we kind of <laughs> counted it. So, yes. you know, we, we have a huge scale. That's awesome. <laughs> but, Oh, man. But yeah, it, um, I, I'm really excited to talk about Will Vinton. Yeah, that's what we're here for. We're we're not here to talk about Christmas, even though we both have Christmas podcasts. We're here to talk about Halloween in the 90s. And what better way to talk about Halloween in the 90s than with the 1991 Claymation Comedy of Horror show, which was a, a TV special that originally aired on May 29th. Night, uh, May 29th, 1991. Jerry, do you have any memories about this specific special? So I had very vague memories of the special. I remembered Wilshire and I remembered at the end, um, you know, when that unstoppable monster, you know, that Frankenstein type creature is, is breaking through the castle. Those were like, I mean, I just had, I thought it was like a crazy fever dream that, you know, maybe I imagined it. (laughs) Uh, And then about, let's see, maybe about six or seven years ago, I bought um, a a special. It had included all three of the the holiday specials that Will Vinton and his studio did. You know, so it had, of course, the Claymation Christmas Celebration. And then it also had the, the Halloween and the Easter ones. And I remember it was Easter time. And so I tossed in the uh, the Easter one, and, and there was this pig, and I thought, wait a minute, this pig looks really familiar, but I didn't remember anything about it because it was Easter. And so I kept waiting. I thought maybe that was it. I kept waiting for the monster to show up, and he never <laughs> did. So I thought, okay, so that's the wrong one. It's got to be the Halloween one. And sure enough, it was. Um, so I, I, I'm not crazy. I didn't dream it. <laughs> <laughs> it. It did happen. There was a quite a mean bully-type pig that uh, bullied his pets or his friend snail into uh, into to go into a, a particular castle <laughs> and getting yes. a monster. <laughs> this special really did happen, and I have zero memory about this this special. I, I, I was like six when this came out, so mm-hmm. uh, I... I I don't know if this ever made a VHS appearance. I don't think I saw anything like that in my notes. Mm-mm, I couldn't find anything about that. I know it came out on DVD because I own it. Right. But as far as VHS, I, I, I mean, there was like hardly any information on this one, which is kind of surprising because Will Vinton at the time, you know, he had done um, the California Raisins, which mm-hmm. is where I knew him from, the Claymation one as well. Uh, of course, he had a few little shorts here and there with like Rex and Herb, the uh, the dinosaurs, you know, the hosts of the claymation. They actually were modeled after Siskel and Ebert. They had their own little uh, thing before then. And then, you know, he also, of course, um, later on, he, he became kind of famous and he, you know, he, he did the, the the whole CGI kind of thing before it was cool. And so he did the M&M commercials that, that are pretty popular in the 90s. Uh, yeah. He did a lot of that CGI stuff. So, you know, I'm kind of surprised that um, this particular one really didn't have any, especially because it won an Emmy, but, uh, you know, it just, it really didn't take a hold for one reason or another. Yeah, this special Um, is very bonkers. I could probably see why (laughs) it didn't do well. I mean, I don't know. It's very forgettable. Like, if if it's not something that that I, I caught on TV and I wanted to keep watching it constantly... It's something that that I feel like you have to have grown up with it because it's uh, it's a struggle 
to get through this. For, for mm-hmm. me, it was. Uh, I mean, the, the best thing about it was that the snail looked almost identical to the Noid. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah. And... yeah, the Noid was another one of his famous creations. And I and I, I mean, I remember the Noid because you know we we used to order a lot of Domino's, and so. You know, it was like one of those every Friday night we'd have pizza and watch, you know, an old movie or something. Nice. So, so you know, the Noid was like a big thing. There were no Noids and, you know, you try to get it under 30 minutes and, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. And so that and the California Raisins, I mean, there's like huge nostalgia for. But on the other hand, there's this one, which, yeah, you can tell some of his character designs were were stolen. But it's, I agree, it is very hard to get through. And so I remember the first time I saw it again... And I, I mean, my, I was losing my mind over it. And then when I decided to watch it, I try to watch it as often as I can thinking each time I'm going to get more into it. <laughs> and and it each happen. time I find myself checking my phone more and more, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just the, the, the plot just seems so, so like, there's really no meat to it. it no. It's basically about the pig who wants to. Uh, who wants to he, he's like creating something in the beginning and then the snail finds a, a diary in like a crater that he gets thrown into yeah <laughs> and, exactly and, and then he turns into a tv i'm like what is what is that see i didn't get that part at all i i mean this diary this must be like some crazy diary here you know super scientific and ahead of its time because yeah all of a sudden instead of just you know finding this diary and reading it i, I mean you know, he kind of swallows it in like a something, and yeah, he he transforms and and it starts showing pictures and everything. I'm like, I don't understand it. It's kind of cool because it's different, <laughs> it's but like at the same show. time, it's it's very different. <laughs> he's like so showing. It doesn't make sense. He's showing prizes and like he's showing the map on his tongue, and I'm like, what is oh, yeah. this? I forgot about the map on his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> it, it reminded me so much of Pee-wee's Playhouse for some reason. I, I don't know why, uh, but I, I have like this, this. I think because in Pee-wee's Playhouse, there's like a, a character that he, he's a, it's a screen. Like there's a screen on it. His face is a screen. Magic screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably why I made that connection. Plus uh, Penny was like Penny, yeah. uh, a- animation too. So uh, plus, I, I saw it recently because my kids, for some reason, well, I, I can see why, but they're obsessed with Pee- Pee-wee's Playhouse. <laughs> like, obsessed. <laughs> uh, I was I caught my son the other day on his scooter, like, pretending like mm-hmm. he's, you know, at the end of Pee-wee, he, he goes off on his scooter and flies off. He was, like, oh, mimicking yeah. that. <laughs> I'm like, dude, <laughs> nice. what are you doing? He's like, I'm just, I don't know, just doing Pee-wee. I was like, okay. <laughs> I, I just covered uh, the Pee-wee's Christmas special or Pee-wee's Playhouse Christmas special, and I had forgotten. I hadn't seen it in quite a while, and so when I saw it, I, I know exactly what you mean. And so that's why Magic Screen, Penny, uh, and a lot of that, that claymation type stuff, so the like dinosaurs. the dinosaurs that live in the, in the <laughs> mouse, you know, the mouse hole, and all that stuff kind of came flooding back. And you're right. It does have that quality to it because – Pee-wee's Playhouse was like so inventive and creative, so much so that even Captain Kangaroo thought it was like just amazing. Um, that, but at the same time, it w- it was also really bonkers, mm-hmm. and so this it did have that quality. Although I'd say maybe because <laughs> at least Pee-wee's Playhouse you can kind of follow. <laughs> yes, and this one it's 
it's so hard to follow. I'm sitting there going, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. And, and like my mind is just like, do, 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 do. I'm like, no, stop, <laughs> yes. pay attention. And then yeah. all, all of a sudden it turned into like, I got flashbacks of Rocky Horror Picture Show when like all of the monsters <laughs> were in the castle. I'm like, what am I watching? Am I watching the claymation <laughs> version of Rocky Horror? I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that uh, Hotel Transylvania ripped it off. That's that's gonna oh. be my. <laughs> I'm gonna spread that rumor. <laughs> All the monsters gather at this one castle. Yes. No, uh, no. I mean, at least Hotel Trans- Transylvania, you know, is coherent. Uh, it, it it makes sense. There's a logical flow to it. This one, so much happens and nothing happens at the same time. You know yes. what I mean? There's yeah. no like payoff to anything. It's just all set up, set up, no. set up. And then at the very end, you get like a, a little bit. But I think it, if uh, if I remember, I think it ends in like a cliffhanger. <laughs> kind of, yeah. So like uh, they find the months. Well, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> but in general, it's about, uh, what's the name of the pig? Wilshire? It's about. Wilshire, yeah. But yeah. Him, uh, it's about him and Sheldon the snail, his friend. They discover a map to <laughs> uncover Dr. Frankenswine's monster, and a <laughs> lot of stuff, <laughs> stuff happens. <laughs> so, he, he's a pig. classic uh, parody there, yes. Frankenswine. <laughs> yes, I, I was looking up, I typed in uh, Frankenswine, and like a bunch of Frankenstein references came up. Like, hey, did you mean Frankenstein? I'm like, no, I want to see if I could find Frankenswine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it uh like you said we get that whole well actually doesn't it start off with like a cold open of him trying to build yes. his monster yeah, yeah. and it, it's you know it's funny because it kind of reminds me of another movie that's also not great which is uh van helsing from like 2004 2005 around there okay do you remember that one you know it, it starts off with you know, they're tr- the Frankenstein trying to create his monster and same thing. It's like a big flashback, you know, and then it, it, right. it goes to the present. And, and so I kind of get that feeling with this one too. I, it's just, they're both the, the production value. Cause I got to say, Will Vinton has always been amazing at um, his production value. So both of them have these great, you know, these great set pieces, everything, but then it just kind of falls flat for some reason. And I don't know, if it's the you know the composer that they hired this time because it was um john newton who's not really well known um or if it was the director i don't know something about it just feels very flat you know like the whole time there's just like no energy to it compared to like when you go to this his claymation christmas special and that one there's there's a lot of heart and a lot of and a lot of just oomph behind it and this one seems like it's kind of lacking that I, I get the feeling that this was more of an afterthought. Like, hey, we we did the Christmas one that was that was good. Now let's try to do a Halloween one, and it just it it just couldn't come together. Yeah, yeah, I get that too. Like there there, there was no story to to be told. They were just trying so hard to kind of just do a bunch of references to other stuff, but mm-hmm. just not making their own story to it. Right, and and because of that, they just couldn't stick the landing. And uh, I mean, in fact, the Emmy that it won was for outstanding individual achievement. So it was actually for uh, a particular animator. It wasn't, you know, the actual 
you know, best animated short or, or anything like that. So, um, you know, she did a good job. It was a uh, Teresa drilling, but you know, I mean, that's, that's one of those technical style awards that, that doesn't really get a lot of play compared to, you know, the big best animated short right. kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, so. Also, it could be people just don't want claymation anymore at this time. It could have been. Because I, I think even the the uh, one that came after this was the Easter one. And I think that one mm-hmm. was probably even worse. Yeah. And that one's bad. <laughs> I mean, like that one's just. <laughs> this one's just not good. Bad. That one is just bad. Yeah. Yeah. I tried watching it with my kids and they were so bored and they love the other ones, uh, you know, the Christmas one and they, they love the California raisins mm-hmm. and, and all that that I've showed them. But when it came to that one, that one was just, they couldn't take it at all. And of course, Wilshire actually comes out again, which I thought was a strange choice uh, for, you know, he like tries to replace the Easter bunny or something like that. Yeah. It's, it, it's weird, but this one, at least I think it, with this one, at least they tried, if that makes any sense. They they tried, but they probably shouldn't have. They should have just saved their money. That's, I agree. I agree. They could have done so much more. I mean, especially because they, um, they did that part of, do you remember in uh, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker? Do you mm-hmm. remember that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they end up doing that speed demon section there where, where Michael Jackson kind of puts on like a like a, a rabbit costume he yeah, becomes yeah. like a claymation rabbit mm-hmm. and uh, so they did that and that was done really really well but for some reason um you know i think they kind of do better with like little short segments they than do. they do with like a full length feature i was just about to say that they they needed to stick to the commercials that's why i think uh the noid was so successful because he was just mm-hmm. like a one-off commercial type type deal it was only on commercials uh, I mean, if they would have made a, I think they had, if I remember correctly, they were thinking about doing a the Noid cartoon, but it never came out. Uh, mm. it, I think it had to do with parents thinking that Domino's was going to start catering to children, kind of like what McDonald's <laughs> was doing. Oh, oh, right, yeah. So that never happened. But if it did, I'm pretty sure it probably would have been bad. <laughs> I think you're right, actually, because <laughs> you just. Uh, this type of claymation I don't think really works for for full scale stuff. I think it's just something that's got to be short. Not even not even something this short. This was only what 23 24 minutes long and I think mm-hmm. that was like 22 minutes too long. I think it I think it depends because like they did the PJs later on, you know, his studio was was um responsible for the PJs with mm, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And, you know, that was pretty successful. I think, really, it depended on... I think they just needed a better writer. Like, mm-hmm. the script, I think, was terrible from the get-go. You know, at this point, it's the 90s, you know, the early 90s now. And I think if they had really tried to lean into it more instead of making their own thing, uh, I think they probably could have gotten something. But Will Vinton was, uh, I mean, especially with the Claymation Christmas celebration, he was notoriously cheap. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so much so that even though... Um, the music was like you know, lauded and everyone thought it was amazing, you know, cause that's really what the special is about. Just right. the music. Um, he didn't even like get the composer to go out. The composer had to buy his own ticket and everything to the, and, and, and show up to the award shows. I mean, it was like, he was pretty cheap and uh, unfortunately, um, 
and maybe that's what happened maybe he's just found like the cheapest script he could find or hired you know people that he thought maybe were creative and they just weren't as like refined as they could have been right but you can feel it i mean it's just it's not a good quality script it's not a good quality story i mean they they could have done it it it's it seems like they wanted to do too many references to stuff that they just shouldn't have they should have just tried to come up with their own stuff yeah i agree but some of the character design was really well it, it was i mean that's i keep going back to that stupid snail because i think just the the face <laughs> it, it has the face of the no like it is the noid it has the same facial structure <laughs> it has yes, the it the the ears that are supposed to be like the tentacles of the snail or whatever Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it's the Noid in snail form, and I I found that so amusing that the whole time I was watching this thing, I was like, "That's the Noid. That's the Noid. That's the Noid." <laughs> well, I really dug the um, so like the 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 creature, like from the Black Lagoon, I guess the Gilman type yeah. creature. Mm-hmm. I, I liked his design. There was a, I think it was supposed to be a vampire. Uh, I liked his design. You know, the skeletons were, were really well done, I and mean, they're really great creatures you know and really great designs and yeah. and i'm a fan of like the old 1930s uh universal studios monsters those are like like on halloween i i like to watch that because that reminds me of growing up yeah um and so when i think of you know I, of course like monster squad as well you know that kind of thing where they brought all the universal monsters together but i mean it's they had elements of that and i think that's why uh, hotel transylvania kind of works because they bring some of those popular ones back but then on the other hand they also have you know these random ones that I thought was kind of cool. So like the the monster that was there when um, when he checks into the castle. You know I liked yeah. I liked that design. I thought that was a pretty <laughs> good monster there. Yeah, the the monsters were having a convention. I'm, I'm assuming where they mm-hmm. just all for some reason got together, and these two dudes, the uh, the pig and <laughs> the noe to rip off, they were following the map to try to find the. Uh, the monster i'm assuming that's what they were looking for they wanted to find the monster yeah the backstory i mean basically they you know in that that screen you know when he turns into a tv from the diary (laughs) (laughs) i can't believe i'm saying this (laughs) such a weird premise but he um yeah it says that that he created like a monster that was powerful enough to like rival the gods or something so that's what he's in search of so he can have like this power and you know kind of a thing but of course he tries to he like hoodwinks sheldon the snail basically into thinking that they're going um to get some technology to help with that um that you know roller coaster carnival ride that they're building and trying to invent yeah so it's it's really weird i, I mean i don't understand it but yeah they go monster it's a halloween monster convention that's what it is. Yeah, why they're doing that, I don't know, but they're there. And the reason he gets in is because he steals the uh, the name tag of Dr. Jekyll. He puts it on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. And, and Sheldon a, is, for, is uh, Mr. Hyde. Mr. Hyde, yeah. It's a, a great little bit there where, oh, you must be Mr. Hyde. <laughs> <laughs> but then we get, like, I think my favorite joke of the entire show. And, and it's it's kind of bad because when this is the best joke out of the whole thing, you know something's not great there. But, you know, when he says, um, he's asking the monster, you know, is there a laboratory? Yes. A laboratory <laughs> around here? And then she's like, just down the hall to the right. And he goes in into lavatory. Yes. And But he says, I hate homonyms. <laughs> and this is why, 
<laughs> it doesn't make any sense because the way he says it, laboratory, sounds nothing like lavatory. So if, if he had said laboratory, I think it w the joke would have just landed much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was probably the most amusing thing out of the whole thing. I think I snorted. I think I did too, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But it is very yeah. sad that that is the, the high point of the whole, of the whole special. I know, and I, I hate I hate when I have to like talk bad about something from you know my favorite era but at the time this is this is just not good <laughs> well it's, it's so. never that that we're talking bad it's that we're we're like watching it, it that we don't have those retro goggles on that i mean That's true we're, we're yeah. always gonna love this like i can talk bad about it all day long but truth behold i love the california raisins i love the noid like Amen. my my whole studio is full of uh, Noid memorabilia, <laughs> Mac nice. Tonight stuff. Like I, oh, uh, nice. <laughs> I have, uh, I I did a podcast called uh, Amazing Advertising where I would talk about the individual advertising mascots, about their history, and, oh, and all right that on. stuff. The two, uh, my two favorite episodes were was when I did Mac Tonight and when I did the Noid, and. It, it, it's like I'm, I'm. I love being surrounded by these things, and mm -hmm. and th th the claymation. Like I do like claymation. Don't don't get me wrong. I could be, uh, I could be saying a lot of bad stuff about this about this special. But truth be told, I love, I, I love claymation. It just it just makes me feel good inside. But there's just nothing to this this mm -hmm. special. There's no story it's like i'm just watching something i love be bad and <laughs> and it's i'm like uh i have no I, I can't lie so i have no choice but to say that yeah it's it's something that i love that's bad mm -hmm. yeah i know exactly what you mean because i'm the same way i love i mean i love ted's first one that christmas celebration i loved the california raisins and uh like you said the noid was always a huge part and yeah. so it's it's just one of those like uh i wish what, what, what do you it was better what, what do you think <laughs> it is like i i've I, I do the amazing advertising podcast all by myself so i never really have anyone to like talk about these things so i guess i'll use you for now on the halloween podcast sure yeah yeah might what, as well. what is it about these things that you think people why do you think they love them so much like like the california raisins were humongous like i'm not talking mm -hmm. about they were like just something that people knew about like no this is like something that people went crazy over there is endless endless amount of merchandise for the california raisins i think i even have suspenders that have the california raisins on them like who makes suspenders <laughs> nice. with the california raisins on them i have i found Picture it didn't happen <laughs> i found these uh ceramic uh they look like piggy banks but they're not. There's no place to put change in. But they're like ceramic, and they're the, straight up the California raisins. They have instruments and everything. There's no markings awesome. on them. There, there's nothing other than just these two, these two um, clay things. And uh, there's no somebody had to have made them because there, there's no markings on them at all. So somebody probably like made this thing by hand. <laughs> so, like, what is it about these things that you think people just love? Well, I mean, I, I can't speak to everyone in general, but I can speak for myself. And I know that at least with the Noid 
and the California Raisins. Um, those ones, I mean, they were different characters. And at the time, I mean, people had done claymation. I mean, you look at like Davy and Goliath and, you know, Gumby and stuff like that. But he had more of a, a technical aspect to it. And there was more of like an irreverence um, that I think kind of really um, played on the whole 80s ethos. You know, the 80s in general, you, you get like a lot of those just crazy action films, you know, Um you know, you have the Stallone and the, the, you know, the Schwarzeneggers and all that. But you also had a lot of like the wise guy kind of stuff like um, uh, Moonlighting, you know, with with uh, with Bruce Willis. And so I think especially at that time, the claymation and the whole irreverence that that he brought to it, you know, the Noid was out trying to get you, but he was like a zany kind of mm-hmm. wacky character. So the, it kind of also reminded, uh, at least possibly reminded child, people of their childhoods. And uh, I, I think it just it worked because it was something new and different. So it wasn't just your standard, you know, Gumby kind of learning a lesson kind of thing. I mean, it was like a big, you know, a big whole thing. And then the California Raisins, I mean, they started singing like old Motown hits. Yeah. So, of course, that's going to be popular because those songs are great and classic, you know, and a lot of them are kind of timeless, um, even though they're you know tied to that particular era. And so I think with, with that aspect, it was just like, wow, you know, this is cool kind of a thing. And, of course, it was the 80s, so anything new and different was, was hip. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, lasers, yeah, awesome, yeah. you know. <laughs> Pyrotechnics, synthesizers. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, there, there's that whole bit, you know, holograms, let's yeah. do holograms. And so, um, so I think that's really what it is. I mean, and I know for me... At the time, I mean, I could watch cartoons and I loved cartoons all day long, but seeing the, the commercial with the Noid, just something was funny about it and different. So, yeah, I think for me, <laughs> like I, uh, I have like a lot of memories of the Noid and Mac tonight, but I have a feeling that my memories aren't really childhood memories. I think they're more of a, of a. I saw them when I was older, mm-hmm. but I didn't see them at the time that they were coming out. So it would be like in 95, I saw like something that triggered uh, uh, that triggered right. Mac tonight, but mm-hmm. I didn't get to experience Mac tonight because I was four when Mac tonight was out. So uh, I think those are the memories that I have about those things. And, uh, I mean, when I first saw Mac tonight, I, I told this story numerous times on, on the other podcasts, but what I saw, uh, how I got into a lot of these advertising characters was years ago, I think probably about 10, 12 years ago now, I was at a thrift mm-hmm. store and the thrift store had like this, uh, Mac tonight poster and I looked at it and I was sitting there like staring at this thing going, I know this thing. How do I know this thing? What What is this? And then I looked closely and it said uh, McDonald's Corporation. And I was like, wait a minute, McDonald's? What is this <laughs> thing? And, and like all of a sudden everything started rolling in my head like I've seen this thing before. And then I started hearing about the Noid. And I was like, the Noid? Why does that sound so familiar? Why do I know anything about Domino's and something about a Noid? And like my my whole world got flipped upside down when I was looking at this at this uh, Mac Tonight poster, and I was like, hmm, weird. So I put it down, <laughs> and 
I, I put it down and my wife's all like, what are you looking at? And I'm like, ah, just this, this poster I near, I like, I don't know, just don't ask. And she's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so we, we leave. And I come back literally three days later going, you know what? I have to go buy that thing because there's something about it. And so I went back. Luckily, it was still there. I paid $3 for it. I took it home. And then I just started, like, researching, started watching commercials. And I was like, holy crap. I lo- I love this. Like, And then it, I just went down a whole pirate hole of, like, uh, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch guys, how it's it, it was Wendell for the longest time by himself, but there was actually <laughs> two other guys that were with him, like in the eighties. Uh, then I started, yeah. I started thinking about uh, the Empire Man, like the the Empire Man was a thing where he would talk in the commercials all the time. He was a real person, uh, and it, it, I just I don't know. I went down this whole thing of, of all of those advertising characters and then i came up with the idea for amazing advertising i did a lot of research on these things and uh ne- needless to say i don't know what it was but it triggered something in in my childhood that i was like you know what this is for whatever reason I'm, i feel very connected to this so i'm just gonna go with it and i don't know why i went through all of that but i hope whoever's listening loved it yeah, I uh, I know what you mean. It's there, you know sometimes it's hard to tell what what's true memory and what's not. Um, you know, especially when we're delving into the past and, and things like that. And and it's always fun to go down various rabbit holes. But um, you know, sometimes you actually do get glimpses of true actual memory. And in this case, I think you know I was glad that I was able to you know to confirm that I <laughs> I didn't make it up. <laughs> Because I think I might check myself into an institution if I had made this up. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's just it's one of those that um, he kind of copied. I think you're right. He took some some designs. He kind of maybe based it on what was happening. But years earlier, rather than at the kind of on the cool stuff that he could have done. I mean, of course, he went on to do, you know, the M&M's commercials and the PJs and stuff like that. So it's not like he was hurting or anything. But at the same time, it just it, it feels like a big swing and a miss. It more it, it certainly does. It is exactly that. They tried. It failed. Uh, I think they tried to capitalize on the Halloween fame that Halloween seems to have. Mm-hmm. A lot of people love Halloween. Uh, every time I talk to a lot of people that love sitcoms they always tell me that their favorite ones are always the specials, the Halloween episodes, the Christmas episodes. It's always the same. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, yeah. I've never heard of somebody said, Hey, I, I love home improvements, Thanksgiving episodes like that. <laughs> you, you don't hear that <laughs> or, or the, the Valentine's episodes that they did. Like you don't hear that. It's always Christmas, Halloween. So if you, mm-hmm. if you make a Christmas or a Halloween thing, people are going to enjoy it. I made a Halloween podcast. People are enjoying it. I made a Christmas podcast. People are enjoying it. They just love that. <laughs> they they love that time of year. Yeah, and I mean Thanksgiving. I I think that one kind of gets the short end of the stick because it's kind <laughs> it of sandwiched in between those two. Yes. <laughs> you know, and again, it's it's more of just a time for reflection. You know, it's not like a big decoration kind of thing you know yeah Yeah. you can have some things out you know fall cornucopias whatever but it's you know it's not like like you can go all out for halloween and you can go all out for christmas and thanksgiving yeah it just kind of gets stuck in the middle and so uh 
You know, I, I think that's why he kind of did at least those first two. You know, he did the Christmas and then he went on to Halloween. Same thing with Charlie Brown. You know, they did the they yeah. did their Christmas special and then the next one, the very next one they did was Halloween. And um, I th- again, I'm going to bring it back to this, and I hate it. I hate to, to to bring it back, but I think it's the writing. If they had got a better writer, a better script, and just a better story overall, I think they would have done a whole lot better with it. Yeah, it was written by three people. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to try to pronounce most of these names, but I, I don't. I, their names are not ringing a bell with anything else. They don't even have a Wikipedia page I can click on to see if they've done anything else. So, uh, yeah, it, it's it's the writing. There's no story to this. Pretty much, yeah. And I know the the director Barry Bruce was one of the co-writers there, so it was like him and um, and those other two guys. And yeah, there's you're right. I I think there is like the beginning of a story but that's about it you know so they're there at the convention and then you know there's just like kind of miss there's a couple of mishaps and then all of a sudden they realize that oh these guys aren't you know they're not monsters they're mortals and so then they want to try to kill them and that's about it you know (laughs) i mean it's you know it's not like like anything as you said very memorable and and i think you know a better writer could have made more memorable events yeah and so that's it's a shame although we do get a pretty cool pretty cool bit where they find like the the special amulet or whatever it is that helps them get to you know the secret lab um by looking at a payphone <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh i mean it's just it's kind of funny but yeah i mean you know because pay who has payphones anymore so. <laughs> i walked by a, a payphone the other day did you really? Yes, oh, I did. Man. Not in service, of course, but it was there. <laughs> I mean, I, I, oh, man. I live in Tennessee now, so I mean, there's a lot of like old stuff floating around. So it was only a matter of time before I see one. It's like uh, the Holy Grail or something. <laughs> I should have taken a picture next to it. <laughs> For real. <laughs> Ain't these ancient ruins or something. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so, oh, so basically, to finish this this episode, it, they get to the lab. They find the monster. Uh, he's tiny, and then somehow ridiculously tiny. <laughs> they, they make him big, and then he gets too big that he's like King Kong. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. He's King Kong now. Well, you, well, yeah, especially with the plane flying over. But he gets yes. big because Wilshire has the the secret formula. He, so like when they get to the lab he something happens with the formula and it you know this tiny little drop hits the monster and he grows and mm-hmm. so he realizes it's the formula so then he's got this you know this um this beaker full of formula he just starts like dousing the monster which i thought was like the coolest special effect uh yeah. you know for for being claymation i thought it was pretty great and you know he just starts starts dousing the monster because he wants him to to control him and because you know the other monsters are trying to kill him, so yeah. <laughs> he wants to save himself. <laughs> but but yeah, he grows, and that's when we get the plane. Uh, it's his his friend Vince, the other pig, yeah. who really isn't in this at all, and he's like flying a plane trying to help him or something. And then he gets stuck in yeah, his forehead. <laughs> he gets yeah yeah, but I, I love how like. After the you know the huge monster scares away all the other ones, and so they're you know they're safe at this point. Uh, he, when he when the plane hits him, he starts to deflate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was kind of a that was kind of a, a neat little gag there. And he's but, trying to, to inflate it with a bicycle pump, but it's not working. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. And of course, Sheldon at the end ends up finding the tote bag that was promised to him. Yeah, in the beginning, the you know, you, one of the prizes. Yeah, you could win a tote bag, or so. Of course, Sheldon's upset about the tote bag, and uh, so he whatever, and he throws it away. And inside, there's of that helps to grow, and it kind of spills all over the ground. The, the elixir's in there so, and it starts spilling and and that's yeah. that's the end of the episode like the credits literally roll at that at that point with that image in the back. <laughs> yeah like that was it yeah exactly it's weird <laughs> so I was but, like where's the rest of the story I don't I don't know well the the one thing I did recognize was um, Brian Cummings he was one of the voices and I knew him as a Dr. Mindbender from G.I. Joe that was like you know, I heard his voice and I was like, this sounds really familiar. And it's kind of different, but at the same time, there was something familiar about it. And so I looked it up and sure enough, he was uh, uh, he was Dr. Mindbender. But he also played Papa Bear in uh, the Berenstain Bears cartoons. Yeah. So not the specials, but the series that ran later on. Um, and then, of course, he was in a few other shows here and there. Uh, you know, the Wuzzles, Pole Position. I oh, Man, I loved Pole Position. He was in the uh, Pound Puppies. The Snorks, yeah, all these that I, I loved growing up, but I mean, most of them are not like any of the main characters. They're just kind of additional voices, yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. So which he's, is, you know, he, he's been uh, in, in a lot of stuff, a lot of video games. Uh, he was in a lot of commercials, a lot of McDonald's stuff. So he's mm-hmm. he's very well known. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, who else but, was in this thing? We had uh, there wasn't really many people. I'll be honest, I don't recognize most of these names here. I, I don't which... recognize any of them other than Brian Cummings. Same, same here, yeah. In fact, the only other one that it, uh, Krisha Fairchild is the only one, other one with like an actual page. And I don't recognize anything that she's done. So Yeah, I'm, I'm looking um, at it too to see if I could see anything that... Mm, nothing. No, Not she had like a thing. couple of guest episode, guest appearances on Northern Exposure. <laughs> but everything else was like I don't know any of these things here like not even the video games I, I've never heard of so I mean it's <laughs> you know uh, it's I kind of feel bad that I don't know this girl but the, you know I mean um, we can't know everybody so I mean this if this was their claim to fame this claymation special then yeah I'm, I'm sorry you're not supposed to be, be known <laughs> <laughs> touche yes but that was the the special in a nutshell uh imdb gives it a 6.2 out of 10 do you think it deserves a 6.2 no i'd give it much lower i'd go with like a two i mean it was it was really hard to sit through i couldn't pay attention no matter how much i tried uh even the first time you know when i when i watched it like six or seven years ago and i i was excited to realize that you know i wasn't uh, hallucinating all these things. I mean, even then, it was just it was hard to watch. So, yeah. no, I'd give it like a two, probably. Yeah, I'm, I'm and it only gets that. It only gets that high because uh, of my love for claymation and Will Vinton, and also because uh, the Easter one is worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it, pretty much it. That yeah, that's that's basically it. I mean, there's really not much more we can say about about the claymation. Uh, special here other than it's on 
YouTube for free. So if you want to watch it, just go on YouTube and type in Claymation Comedy of Horrors. And <laughs> it's going to come up. Watch it. Enjoy it? Question mark. Uh, I don't know if you can. But if if you want some Halloween 90s stuff, check out this this special. Do you have any final thoughts, <laughs> Jerry? Um, I think if you're if you're really into claymation, you got to watch it. It's kind of like you know, if you're really into Christmas, you got to watch Saving Christmas by Kirk Cameron. You know, it's like a rite of passage. <laughs> um, other than that, I mean, I there's really no point in watching it. I, I think if you're, if you're jonesing for some claymation and Will Vinton, go ahead and, and watch like the claymation Christmas special or find some of those old California raising commercials or, or Noid commercials. Yeah. And I think you'll be just fine, honestly, or you know what, even watch community, uh, cause their claymation episodes were, were pretty awesome. So, <laughs> you know, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, check all that out guys. And, uh, Jerry, thank you so much for coming on. Tell us about your show again. Yeah, so it's called Totally Rad Christmas. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, on social media, we're on Facebook and uh, Instagram at Totally Rad Christmas, and we're on Twitter at Rad Christmas. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'll just post some fun little 80s things. Sometimes I'll I'll have links to different uh, to different YouTube videos from shows and stuff from the 80s. But mostly on, on my actual show, it's just we talk about, you know, those good old times that uh, – where you can have like Scrooge and Christmas Vacation and a Christmas story along with, you know, things like Garfield Christmas and, and the Claymation Christmas special. Um, but you can also have like great music. So, you know, you might have Wham! Uh, Last Christmas as an episode. I mean, mm-hmm. we did that one. And, you know, along with, uh, you know, Do They Know It's Christmas by Band-Aid and things like that. And of course, we got, we got to talk toys. So I have an episode on He-Man, G.I. Joe, you know, mask things cabbage patch kids that was a fun one things like that and we do get into randomly i'll have some bonus episodes so you know we'll cover even things that uh, barely make the little window of 93 you know like they might start in the fall of 93 and then have their run so i did that bonus episode on like lois and clark the new adventures of superman but uh, yeah, it's fun. We we pretty much just talk Christmas and all things Christmas in the eighties. I'm gonna have an episode on M and M's coming out, uh, along with some other, you know, pretty standard things ready for the uh, for the holiday season. Nice. Have you done one of commercials yet? Not yet, but uh, w- that is gonna be in the cards. So on the M and M's episode, not only are we gonna talk M and M's, but we are talking the M and M's eighties commercials. Uh, and then I will have, of course, you got to have one on those uh, Hershey's Kiss. You know, the, the ringing yes. bells commercial. That's like a, a staple of 80s Christmas commercials. So I'll probably do that one eventually, along with Alf and, you know, things like that. Nice. So I'm really excited. I always, I'm, I'm trying, my goal is actually to have on my show um, every podcast podcast host, like every Christmas podcast host. So um, I've gotten quite a few um, so far. I'm looking forward to having you and Lassa come back and, and talking something else. It'll be, nice. it'll be pretty rad. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be a good season. Perfect. Well, whenever you want to do the Christmas uh, commercials, let me know. I will come on and we will talk about Christmas commercials because <laughs> all right, the '80s have <laughs> had some doozies. We had that uh, Folgers Christmas one. You remember that oh, one yeah. where uh, yep. Peter comes home? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, we had the bells, the uh, the Campbell Snowman, the Campbell Snowman. That's yeah. classic. Yeah, like, man, I can talk those forever. Trust me. The uh, the McDonald's one with the the star, you know, yes. the, 
where where Birdie and and Grimace try to find Ronald a, you know, the, they want a present and they find a shooting star and so yeah. they grab that. Yeah, that would be a great one to do. So I'll put you down. I'll mark, I'll mark you down for mark sure. Mark it down. We'll do it. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Halloween podcast. Uh, I will see you guys again. I'm not sure exactly when. I kind of uh, I kind of ran into some scheduling problems and. I'm trying to get my real estate exam finished so I can get back to recording more Halloween shows for you guys. But until then, enjoy this one because it's going to come out fairly soon. I think I'm going to post it early tonight right now. So awesome. uh, enjoy that, guys. And Jerry, thanks again for coming on. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. I will see you again. Not sure exactly when, but fairly soon. So until then, guys, have a good night. <laughs>